Welcome to another episode of this series with me, Frances Butt, about the different ways that different kinds of art help us with our emotions. Art can make us feel better, find expression for our love or channel our grief. Whatever we personally need at any moment, some or other artistic expression or experience will help. And art doesn't get much more personal than using your own body as a canvas. Tattoos are a portable, wearable, extremely intimate form of art. And the variety is endless, from the daintiest tiny star or flower, to whole body tattoos, from symbols to long calligraphic paragraphs, from the humorous to the gruesome, from noble tribal traditions to up yours gestures of rebellion. They can be discreet, tucked just below knicker lines like my own butterfly, or loud and proud. What a great topic for discussion, I can't wait. So, I'm going to talk to one of my favourite people on the planet, singer-songwriter and fellow Alexander Technique teacher, Chrissy Van Dyke. Quite a lot of Chrissy is colourful and beautifully illustrated, so I know she'll be knowledgeable and have stories to tell. Off we go. Hi, Chrissy. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. This is going to be lovely. I can't wait. What a joy, Francis. What an absolute joy in these strange times. <laughs> so this chat is definitely about honouring the glory of people's personal expression, because presumably every tattoo is saying something about the person who's had it done or telling mm. a bit of a story their story to themselves or to others. So I'm a bit older than you. And when I was growing up, I don't think tattoos were seen as particularly respectable. They were mostly seen as something that sailors or jailbirds would have. So how would you say, <laughs> yeah, how would you say that's changed over these last few decades? It has, hasn't it? I yeah. um, Although you, you do have a couple of years on me. It's not that many. <laughs> I started getting tattooed about 30 mm -hmm. years ago. Gosh, yes, I did. <laughs> so at that time, very much, you got the look, you got the people looking at you. you mm. You've changed yourself into some kind of walking demon, some subculture freak. Or, Gosh. You know, my first tattoo was on my upper arm. It was quite visible. And mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'd noticed. I noticed there was a change. And that, in the time since, has very much become different. I think it's mainstream, it's trendy, it's not thought of as badly as it mm. used to be. Mm. You're never going to change all hearts and minds, but yes, no, no. it's been a, a cultural change, certainly in the West. So when you first had that done, was there an, an element of dare or rebellion about your decision to, to do it? Oh, yeah. I wanted, <laughs> oh, okay. to be, I wanted to be part of that subculture. I wanted okay. to join the ranks of the, uh, you know, the troublemakers. And, <laughs> um, but I'd also been fascinated with the art form since mm. I was much younger. And I knew I always wanted to be a tattooed human. I knew that in my heart. So what was your first tattoo and why did you choose it? <laughs> it was a portrait of Stevie Nicks. Oh. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> besotted, absolutely besotted from when I was about 12 or 13. With Understandable. Her and the music and music has mm -hmm. always been a you know, huge part of my life. So absolutely. it wasn't a surprise that I headed for some kind of musical iconography. Um, I chose to go to a guy called Bugs that was set up in Camden Town at the time, just near where mm -hmm. I grew up. He was quite famous and became a bit legendary and a bit iconic. His work was exceptional. He knew what he was doing. He's got a quite a cult following now. Mm -hmm. um, 
I went to him with my very good friend Jules. We both went there on the same day for our first tattoos and ended up in the World's End pub going, oh, my God, what have we done? <laughs> so, <laughs> and it hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I do know. I had one done when I was 40, my, oh. little, act, my little act of rebellion. I had a, a, a butterfly tattooed on my right top of my right buttock. Of course you have. I yeah, forgot. And, and Bill was away, and when he came home, uh, he thought it was very funny because he thought it was a, a transfer. He thought I'd just done a joke. And he was so <laughs> shocked when he realised it was a real one. <laughs> oh, my God. So was Stevie Nicks a colour tattoo or just black? It was a it was a black and grey portrait. Yeah. And that's why I went to Bugs because he was quite good at portraits. Um, that's, a, that's a style that's developed very much in later years, this whole black and grey portrait, surrealistic, yeah. photographic. The art's got better. You can't, you can't deny that tattoos now... Yeah are incredibly detailed the inks are better the needles yeah. are more comp you know there's a whole lot of more technology yeah there are well. many people going from art degrees into it aren't there so the quality yes. is definitely definitely raised i mean there are still some howlers <laughs> uh, you're always going to have your backstreet dodgy and i waited till i was 18 as well because no self-respecting tattooist will tattoo a minor right if they do you're in the wrong shop get out okay <laughs> so your first tattoo was um black and gray but you moved mm. on to color can you tell me yes. about the special meanings or messages and yeah, what, what they mean to you? Because I, I have had the privilege of seeing you coming out of the shower um, <laughs> draped in a bath towel and with incredible, beautiful scenes on your back. You've got samurai, you've got koi, you've got yes. dragons. Why have you chosen these? And they're fantastic, I have to say. Well, they've nearly all been done by a beautiful, beautiful human called Jo Harrison. She mm-hmm. she became a very good friend. I worked for her in the tattoo shop, which uh, was an interesting time mm. now oh, I didn't know that I did yeah we I just used to fill in for the odd day when she lost a receptionist or something okay. so I did I did see the other mm. side of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, she taught me to tattoo I tattooed her she tattooed me you know we, wow. we, we hang around so I said to Joe when I first met her I love Stevie Nicks and I love bugs mm-hmm. but I want this covered up because I've got a big plan her first thing was oh my God, I'm not covering up a piece of Bugs's work. He's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Too much respect, but I said, no, we've got to do it because I need sleeves and I okay. need the sleeves to be done in time. They all represent different things. Mm-hmm. And we, we started on a sleeve and it involved covering up poor old Stevie, oh. which isn't something I regret, but it is something I needed to do because mm-hmm. it didn't fit in. I wanted okay. these colourful neo-Japanese sleeves and that was right. the style she was developing. Mm-hmm. I decided that the upper and lower arms were going to represent four, four elements. Okay. So we're going to have fire, water, earth, and air. Mm-hmm. The water was the koi. And underneath there's a, what have we got under there? Seahorse, other things. I've had my mm-hmm. armpits done. Not many people do that. And it's Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> it's extraordinarily painful. Oh. I have to oh, say. My eyes are watering right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She and I sat and said, you know, sure you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it became an elemental thing, and I thought this is going to be a long journey. Beautiful. There will be there will be four sections, and along the way, I wanted a back piece that took time to put together, and it kind of represents the four elements as well as me. Mm-hmm. I am the Lady Samurai. She's riding on a big old dragon's back mm. with her katana swinging around, and um, a pair of large koi at the bottom. Dragons. Dragons are. Well, they represent lots of things to different people. Yeah. <clears throat> mine is mine is red, which is actually the colour of the West. They have directions and 
I am a Westerner doing a Japanese style, so I figured red was the way to go. Okay. Dragons cause storms in the skies when they fight. Oh, oh that's I beautiful. I used to do a lot of that. That's, oh, did you? Mm. <laughs> yes. There's lovely lyrical meaning in that. I was looking into the meanings of tattoos a little bit and sailor tattoos, for example, and that's what oh, yes. swallow would mean 5,000 nautical miles. Mm. I didn't know that. So sailing around the world, you'd get just over four swallows. And that the anchor is for an Atlantic crossing. I didn't know that either. Right. And then you've got your prison tattoos, your dots and tears and birds and things like that. Oh, they're fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's a, well, it's a huge that. thing in its own right, isn't it? But so, so anchors are very popular with everybody, but so are roses and skulls. They seem to be the top choices. And I, don't, I just don't know. There is so much you could choose from. Why do people have this roses and skulls, roses and skulls? You know, I think it's. That's part of the art trend, the dressing in, in a uniform that doesn't stand out too much almost. Mm. Very, very popular. People like, gosh, we're looking at David Beckham, Dennis mm. Rodman. The sports people have absolutely covered themselves in amazing work. And of course, they can afford to pay top dollar when they yeah. get it right. They go to great people. Yeah. They have amazing work. And they represent a lot for younger people. They're their mm. heroes. They think, wow, he's got one. I want one. Yeah. Skulls and, and roses are part of a kind of psyche, aren't they? They're part of a... But also skulls, sometimes there are, I think there are broadly two types of people. There are people that say, I want a tattoo because I think it's fashionable and it will look good on me, Mm -hmm. which is fine. It's absolutely Mm -hmm. lovely. Do it. Why not? And then there are people like me who have a sort of longer journey, a a journalistic Mm. kind of quality to the work, why they choose it, when they choose it. And skulls can often be memento mori in the Victorian tradition. So they may represent a loss, a death. Right, Um, right, right. Yeah. That's not unusual at all. And just mm-hmm. a reminder that we are temporary. Everything is temporary. And the only permanent thing you can do to your skin really is, is to put ink in it. Yeah, that, I like that um, impermanence message and um, mm. embracing that. I mean, various, uh, well, including skulls, but other horror images, violent images, gothic images mm. are very popular. And I think that is something about people not just being um, subculture-ish, um, but to engage with that dark side of themselves or the dark side of humanity. And that's it's a fascinating area, isn't it? And it's the antithesis of your teddy bears and kittens and unicorns, and although they've become, <laughs> people have tattoos of those too, and they, I, I always think they look rather strange. <laughs> teddy bear tattoo. It's, like, mm, it's, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quite diametrically opposed yeah, really? to the, the nature of, look at me, I've got ink. I think... <laughs> That's part of the subculture, that whole dark imagery. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Goth and punk and alternative lifestyles, and it fits in very much with that where unicorns probably don't. <laughs> Although I have seen some fantastic tattoos. I saw a fantastic one at a convention years ago. A guy had a Lego piece of Darth Vader when uh, you, get, you get Star Wars Lego. But it was oh, yeah. the whole side of his body. It, it went from his armpit to his hip. It was a ginormous black Darth Vader Lego piece. Wow. I absolutely loved it. It was ridiculous. But people choose things that are important to them, usually. Yeah, that's, something yeah. yes. something that's that's remarkable and unique about them, relationships. Star Wars and Lego. Yeah. And if it's Star Wars, that's fantastic. Go. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I certainly yeah, know, absolutely. I know a lot of Trekkies that have got a com badge tattooed on their chest. <laughs> it's uh, oh, Jedi is a religion, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to do all that stuff. You've got to do what makes you <laughs> live and breathe. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I really love, apart from your beautiful koi, which is just so flowy and wonderful, is geometric design. I think that's spectacular, especially put onto 
human body, which is such a round, soft thing, but they can look incredible. The Maori tattoos, Polynesian tattoos are incredible and Inuit tattoos. So aren't they? Do you know a little bit about those? Well, there's thousands of years of tradition. Mm. Um, actually, the, the Polynesian tattooing started originally uh, because there were no system. There was no system of writing. They didn't have a written language. Uh-huh. And so symbols and marks on the body became their story, their journey. And it's extraordinarily complicated if you start looking at it. It was actually when Cook landed over there in 1771 that tattooing came back to Europe. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no real obvious t- tradition of tattooing in, in Europe before that time. So it, it came back with him. And many photographs later on and writing and paintings were done of these people, these amazing savages with yeah, all their, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they look so different, so, so yeah. different, which is nonsense, actually, because in the Neolithic record, we've been putting marks on our body, certainly in Europe, for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. There's, there's ink in people's skin in the, in the archaeological record. But in, in that time, I suppose, 18th century, it, it was wild, you know. Mm-hmm. The West certainly wasn't very tolerant of different, was it? So. No, that's true. Actually, if you look at paintings of either conquistadors uh, arriving in South America or, or later uh, Westerners arriving in, in Polynesia and places, then you look at the, uh, the natives who look like people and then the peculiar dress of the Westerners, <laughs> think, which is more weird. I know, which, which is more suitable for the climate. Yeah. But yeah, traditionally the, the sort of Polynesian region, um, people were marked because they were warriors, because they were coming of age, because of their relationships. You get some interesting placements like the joints on the... Uh, Ankles and wrists are commitments because they're bindings, mm-hmm. like a marriage or a child or something like that. Mm. So that would probably be marked on a, on a joint, such as uh, an elbow or wrist. Mm-hmm. And then you get the placement, which is the upper half of the body is relating to spiritual things, to heaven. The lower half is, is connected to the earth and this world. So the placement on the body is very important. Right. And traditionally, the left side was female and the right side was male. Oh, you had, and the head, the head represents wisdom, and you get this beautiful markings on the face. Yeah. And these are given during rites of passage as people mm-hmm. get older mm-hmm. and more wise and go through wars and traumas and yeah. stages of their life. So it's, it's very much you can read somebody's body who's done in the traditional style and pretty much know everything about them. Mm. I like that. Well, again, we're back to this thing about meaning. And telling yeah. our own stories to ourselves and about ourselves. Yeah, brilliant. Like it well, they, very much. They did it as a, as, a, as a ritual done by priests. The tattooers were, were priests. Yeah. They, it was very much a spiritual connection and something you earned. Yes. And I think that translates to modern day practices for, for people who, who read into that. So not about re- rebelling against about it, but really about becoming ennobled by, yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah it's modern very day armour. Yeah, it's it's very. I, I'm wearing my choice of armor. They're honors, aren't they? You've, you've yeah. earned. You've earned them. Yeah. Oh, you earn them. You absolutely earn them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Japanese samurai. That's another one. I've you know I've seen rather gruesome pictures of um, samurai who've had their skins removed after death, and so they've been preserved and the whole yes. back tattoos. So you went for this samurai character. I did. Thing, I was. Yeah. I was fascinated with the, with the, the sort of culture and mm-hmm. of course it was outlawed because of its relationship with a yakuza yes and the japanese government outlawed it made it illegal so you mm-hmm. had to actually break the law and go out of your way to find one of these incredible artists to get your bodysuit done oh. and it was associated with criminal 
underground and of course the samurai going back thousand you know some sometime they were very naughty as far as the Japanese powers were concerned the yakuza yakuza actually means eight nine three in oh, Japanese it? it does and that's the worst hand you can have in a traditional card game so it's considered to be very bad luck oh and that's where their word comes so they're from. the bad luck people they are mm-hmm. yeah so or, again that, so we've gone underground again here it is, yeah, and it became yeah. it became an underground, and definitely associated with the with the criminal fraternity, which mm-hmm. is why it was outlawed. Mm-hmm. Which rings true in the in the Russian mafia and prison culture. Indeed, but they took it very very seriously. A bodysuit for them was was an honor. Gokudo was also a name for yakuza, which means the extreme path, and it's an extreme thing to do mm-hmm. to tattoo your whole body. It's called irazumi, which means literally translated in Japanese is inserting ink. Okay. And they very much use the traditional methods with sticks. You have a metal needle attached with a silk thread. It takes a long time. No guns, no electric. Actually, the process of hand-poked tattoos is beautiful. And you'll see that in the Polynesian style as well. Right. It stays in well. It doesn't tear up the skin. It takes a lot longer, but it does tend to give a beautiful, beautiful end result. Right. If you've got the patience for it. Mm-hmm. And now here we have so many good tattoo artists but the the best i mean they're like they're like superstars aren't they they, they have years and years long waiting lists if you want to have yes and it's worth waiting for Don't go to somebody, <laughs> you know that's a good point actually getting a reputable it's quite it's not easy to find a, a recommended one if you don't if you've never had one where do you start well people ask me that a lot and i send them to a small handful of people i know including joe mm-hmm. I wouldn't send them to somebody i didn't trust and work with uh, didn't think a lot of as an artist it's very important to work with them. And, and that's the beauty of me working with Jo with the, with the Japanese business. I said mm-hmm. about the, the dragons and everything. She, she knows a lot about it. When you do a tattoo and you choose the elements, you want to work with the artist. They want to work with your body. And she doesn't actually do transfers anymore at all. You spend mm-hmm. the day with Jo. You just take your clothes off and she starts drawing on you with felt tip pens. And that's the way it works. And, and the shapes come the piece forms and eventually the lining goes on oh. and that might take a whole day. Oh, so there is um, an element of um, working in the moment. It's not all just. Uh, At her level. Yes, very, very much. And with the person, she wants to know you. She wants to know who you are, why you're there, what it is you want to tell, what's your story. And that's going to hopefully be translated in a, in a beautiful piece of work it may take several days. Mm-hmm. over months and months or years. My back piece actually took over three years to complete. Wow. So would you say, um, a lot of people do say that tattoos are addictive and that, you know, once you've had one, you want another mm. one and you want another one. I know, I do know one actor who got into tattoos and said if it wasn't for his job, he would probably have covered his face <laughs> in them because yeah. he he, he's enjoying them so much. Yeah. yeah. So do you think they are? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an absolute ink junkie. I, you know. <laughs> but I, I have a plan and it's not finished. Why do you think it is? Why plan. do you think it is? Oh my gosh. There are many reasons people do it. And I think I think it brings them strength. It brings them instant transformation, power over themselves. Perhaps there's there's an addiction to, dare I say it, the pain, because that's part of the process. You you very much have to live through hours of discomfort if you're able. I think you put yourself in a trance-like state. So you want to be there sober. You're very present and you have to use your mind to go to a place that's a little bit special to survive it to break through the, the thresholds of, of i suppose like a marathon runner or something you hit a high this hurts but i'm going to keep going wow 
So it's not, not just about yet. acquiring the the work of art on your body. It's the it's the process. The ritual of the process is is a big thing. The process is as important, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's nothing else quite like it that compares because you are changed forever the minute yeah, you walk sure. in and some, yeah. something new happens to you. Yeah. And it might be that you're marking something important in your life. The elements in my back piece were very much chosen about, I mean, the dragon with the power and everything, but it's a woman riding the dragon, right? Yeah. She's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> She's calling the shots. But also the fish pair of koi I have at the bottom. If you pair that with a samurai, it represents overcoming obstacles and ongoing challenges. It's a journey. It's, it's part of your transformation. And, oh, yeah, autumn. I think we started work in the autumn. Seasonally, you do things like choosing cherry blossom if you start in the spring or acer leaves for the autumn. So mine has acer leaves on it. That's where oh, we started. Oh, okay. And this is all to do with Zen, moral and ethic codes and with, with a dragon, you finish the eye last. You don't wake it up. You don't give it life until you put all the rest of the detail in. The oh, eye that's happens. beautiful. Things like that. And then, that's, boom, that's there nice. it is. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. This has been very, very interesting. Thank you, Chrissy. And I think we ought to round off with some funny ones, I don't you think? <laughs> so there are the famous apocryphal stories about Chinese. I mean, symbols are dangerous if you don't speak the language. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? <laughs> the Chinese symbols, you know, when someone wants to look, have a bit of Zen mystique. Yeah. On, their, on their tattoo and it actually says sesame chicken or something. That's right. But um, the sort of thing. <laughs> Have you got any other juicy ones? I've seen so many bad tattoos with misspelled words, names. that Oh, my gosh, so many bad, bad things. <laughs> and people often coming in for a cover-up as a result saying, please make me pretty again. Take away this terrible mistake. I obviously don't speak and read and write Japanese or, or, or kanji symbols, so I can't tell you how bad it is, but... Yes, there's certainly been people that come in. It doesn't translate directly often. People think they've got a translation and they haven't. They've, they've been given, oh, <laughs> given slightly. I've got a good, I found a really great one. Here we go. Yep. It might be apocryphal, but if it isn't, I hope it's not cruel to share it. And I mm -hmm. hope that whoever had it done was able to laugh eventually, because I think it's gorgeous. Anyway, this story is about a girl who wanted to write, I love whatever her boyfriend's name was in Hebrew. And she'd used the online translator Babylon to get the text. So down her spine, she had written in Hebrew, Babylon is the world's leading dictionary and translation software. <laughs> uh, I, so I can believe it. I can yeah. believe it. Yeah. Unless you're going to a fabulous tattooist in Jerusalem that can put you right. <laughs> you're not going to know. You're not going to know. Oh, what a joy. What a joy to discover that if you're Israeli <laughs> and you get to know funny. this girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Obviously, people make mistakes and they, they work it into future tattoos, but misspelled language, cover-ups. One of my favourite things is, is humour, where you see uh, a person that had their toe amputated and there was a little, a little note by the big toe space that said, this little piggy's gone to market. Oh, that's so sweet. So beautiful cover-ups with scars, particularly after surgery. Mm, absolutely. Flowery, flower nipples and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can yeah. rebuild that after a mistake. Yeah. Oh, my niece does work. that. My niece does the beautiful tattooing areolas, which is a wonderful yeah. job to do. Yeah. So, no, you know, and that's very much somebody's journey of recovery, isn't it? That's showing, look at me. I've, yeah. I've put myself back together in a different yes. way. Yes. Hopefully something they find quite beautiful. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite stories is an old gentleman that came into the tattoo shop and he wanted trains. Now, he'd never had a tattoo in his life. He was in his late 70s and he was going all in. He had his thighs done. He had both thighs covered in massive steam engines. He was obviously <laughs> a train lover. 
And his uh, his friends and family were furious with him and said, what are you doing that for? You're going to have that for the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> Who know how long he had left? I don't know. But they were beautiful trains. Oh, and no, they- you'd really enjoy those. If you had, goodness me. Well, one of the reasons I had my very small act of rebellion, Butterfly was in the old nursing home. It would be, oh, Mrs. Butt, you've got something to show. They're going to love me when I get there. If, if, if I end up Oh, in you're a- going to be a big star. <laughs> it will. <laughs> Let me wash her. It's my turn. I want to see the pretty pictures again. <laughs> I will give them hell, but I'll tell them stories. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you. That was just brilliant fun. Thank you for talking to me today about the art of tattoos. What I love about it is that you walk around, you see them. They're art for everyone, aren't they? That's what I like about them. You walk around and see, you know, something amazing on someone's calf or something. I just, I can never stop looking yes. at it. Well, I've wandered around and bumped into people, recognised the style of an artist and said, you went to science And they go, yes, I did. Who oh. did yours? It's like having a dog in the park. You can instantly start talking to each other because you're both tattooed. And oh, that's nice. There's a connection. There's a, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for dreaming this up. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Chrissy. See you soon, I hope. Yes, you will. I like that idea of tattoos that mark rites of passage or achievement, even survival, self-declarations to wear with pride and honour. As with all art forms, though, There are great artists and less great artists. So if you do want to get ink done, please do plenty of research to find the best artist you can find, someone with impeccable safety credentials, and be prepared to wait. Most parlours do take their hygiene practices extremely seriously, but tattooing is an invasive procedure which does carry risk. And of course it's meant to be permanent, so it's something to approach very carefully. And of course, do be careful choosing symbols from a different culture. (laughs) But even if you'll never want a tattoo, it's still a fascinating art form and we're all free to enjoy other people's tattoos, especially come summertime. Every ink has a story behind it. So, until next time, enjoy keeping all your senses open and alive to whatever art makes your life better.